and welcome back to the podcast. This is Twister. And Daniela. And this is the I Don't Know How to Live podcast. And you know, it's getting closer to spookier season. Not that we really need a, an excuse, but we thought we'd talk about something a little spooky. Plus, it's been a while since we've done a podcast together. Yeah, it has. And, you know, we've wanted to do something on Wendigos for a while. Yeah, it seems like a year now. Are we even talking about Wendigos? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Wendigos now. Um, now, don't forget, uh, you can go to I don't know how to live, uh, the podcast. Uh, G or sorry, not Gmail. Actually, you can go to the Gmail if you want to leave any comments or have any questions. Uh, but you can go to the Instagram page. I don't know how to live podcast. Um, and then, like I said, if you have any questions about any episodes, you can always drop it on the email. I don't know how to live podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, let's get started. All right, so what do you know about the Wendigo? Uh, I thought I knew more about the Wendigo, and as we started looking into it, I found out that I don't know as much as I thought because I thought there was only one rendition of Wendigo. Turns out there's not. That's the problem I had while doing a lot of research. I realized how many variations there are, and you know, the way that it looks, the backstory. Um, I guess one of the most consistent things is, is we know that the lore does come from like Canada and Minnesota, the Great Lakes area, um, from indigenous people around there. North, North America, yeah. <laughs> basically the cold forests of North America, Canada, the Atlantic coast, um, in the Northern States and Nova Scotia, like you said, right? Right. Yeah. So cold, Wendigos are in the cold areas, but, uh, from what I saw, they come from, Algonquian myth, which is a collection of tribes, apparently, and that that is the area that they lived in and still do. I don't know how many are around, um, but in the northern United States and in Canada. Right, and most of the stories that are out there are really old. There aren't a lot of Wendigo sightings, like, later on. It's... Yeah, we couldn't find anything that was very recent. It seems that most of the Wendigo stuff happened that most of the sightings and most of the tales and everything do come from, uh, you know, at least what, a hundred years from now. Yeah. At least a hundred years ago for the most part. I saw a couple scattered ones from, uh, like the fifties. And I think one even as, as close up to the seventies and eighties, but those that I found people were very, um, even more skeptical about those because it was people who were blaming, murders on a wendigo yeah. and so people didn't really think that they it, it doesn't really count as a wendigo sighting because no one's like yeah we didn't see a wendigo or anything they were just like a wendigo made me do it <laughs> right another problem with the wendigo is that it tends to be mixed in with a lot of other monster stories um like in hollywood they kind of westernized uh the stories behind the Wendigo and kind of mixed it in with like vampires and werewolves and right, there's like right. a cinematic mix of that cinematic version of the Wendigo as well yeah. yeah so let's talk about the different types of Wendigos um the one that I think you and I both were exposed to first was actually the one that uh one of the original ones not one of the ones that just came out in the cinematic history yeah but the um, they are tall. They can be anywhere from seven 
to like 15 feet from what we yeah, found. Yeah, they're supposed to be like huge. They can be huge, yeah, depending on how old they get because apparently that's another factor. The older they get, the taller they can get, the stronger they can get. Yeah, that's the scary thing about this particular monster is like it, with age, they don't get more frail and weak. They are supposed to get bigger and faster and stronger. And stronger, right? yeah. Um, but they look frail. They have like, they look like skin and bones. They have like, their their skin looks like it's stretched over their bones. They're so emaciated. Right, because they're, they're supposed to be like ravenously hungry. Yeah, like they, after they f- catch someone and kill someone, they are not satisfied at all. They still want to kill, to go after their next victim, to kill someone else and eat again. Like that, I guess that's the whole thing. They have the best metabolism of all the... <laughs> Creatures and... Well, and that goes into why they originally became a Wendigo. One of the stories is that um, if you're a cannibal or if you eat somebody because you're starving, um, you'll become a Wendigo. And a lot of that goes back to uh, Native Americans having this lesson about selfishness and greed. And, you know, even if you're really hungry and you're starving to death, like you shouldn't eat anybody in your tribe or any human being uh to satiate that hunger or you'll become this like beastly monster yeah right and that's this version so you're it they look like a human but you know long arms really gangly legs really emaciated sunken in eyes yes sunken eyes big fangs big fangs and one of the creepy things um about this particular version is they're supposed to be so hungry that they actually chew their own lips off. So their lips are all fucked up. Yeah, they're all tattered from the, they're right. chewing on their own lips if they get too hungry. Um, which they're always hungry, so I guess it's just if they haven't killed anyone in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and they have the uh, the sharp, sharp nails at the end of their long fingers. Um, basically, they look like creatures that are meant to be hunting and killing right so the but they do have this human look to them oh and there's another thing that's they're supposed to be so thin that you can only really see them if you're facing them head on so you can't really see them from the side that's another variation that i heard so that's why it, it makes them like even more deadly as a predator because you can't see them not only are they really fast and strong but you have a hard time catching them yeah yeah, and they they have, you know, the sickly gray flesh that looks like they were a corpse that just walked out of their grave. Yeah. And so, some of them some of the variations have antlers. Yes, like so let's get to antlers. that one. So then the the other variation is more of a it's mixed in with more of like what you would think of as like a Sasquatch kind of monster or they're they have like fur and they're actually bulky and Yeah, big. like matted hair. Yeah. Yeah, so that version is, you know, they can still get really tall, really big and tall, um, but they're also, instead of looking emaciated, they they look like they have some uh, some meat to them. They right. And they, they look like, you know, big, maybe muscular, just tons of fur all over their body, almost like a giant werewolf or a Sasquatch, and then they can have antlers coming yeah. in. Um, both of them would be pretty... It would suck to find any, either one in a forest. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty scary monster. <laughs> yes, but I do like the original one better, I think. I do too. But I think it also comes from, from what I was reading uh, when you and I were looking things up, I think it also comes from what type of Wendigo it is. Because there's the cannibalistic one, which I think is the gray sunken flesh one. Yeah. And um, 
they became a Wendigo because they started eating human flesh. And once you start eating human flesh, you will crave more and more human flesh. And then you become a Wendigo. Right. But then the other one, I think, comes from the greed version. If I remember correctly. There's, there's a greed version of you can turn into a Wendigo just by becoming um, overpowered with greed. Like if you're a greedy person... And you keep feeding into that part of yourself. Right. Then you can become a Wendigo. And then the very last one that I only found a couple sources, but they were really old sources on, was that they said the original Wendigo was a Native American medicine man who started practicing dark medicine and became the first Wendigo. Yeah. And that he can turn you into a Wendigo. Yes. I don't know which type he's supposed to look like. And now I'm confused as to which version... Are they all supposed to be magical, like have some sort of power other than just like their strength and speed and all of that? One other uh, power that we've heard was that if you stick around a Wendigo long enough, if you are spend too much time around a Wendigo, they can turn you into Wendigo. They give you the um, – they basically take over your mind and they make you crave flesh. And right, then when you start that's... giving into that and eating flesh, then you start becoming a Wendigo. Now, I don't know. I, d- I didn't find a lot of sources on that. But when you found earlier that uh, the older a Wendigo gets, the stronger it gets, that leads me to believe, just through reasoning, that maybe the ones that have that power are going to be older Wendigos, not your new young blood Wendigos. You know, they've only been a Wendigo for a year. But right. the, your your old grandpa Wendigos that have been around for a while, so they've developed some things. Yeah, and especially if they're supposed to get stronger and more powerful through time. Exactly. So that would stand to reason with me. And that sounds more like a something a, a medicine man would be able to do. Yeah. So those are the different versions, like, as far as how they look and what they can do. Wendigos that we have found. So just don't become a cannibal. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing they all have in common is that they all eat people. Yeah, that's true. So... Well, and see, then that that leads me back to um, another version, which is supposed to be like the original, uh, what indigenous people really think, and that's just, they just look like humans, but they eat people, and then through eating people, they kind of gain certain powers over time. Right, right, because if you, um, when they're turning into that Wendigo, the the two creatures that we were talking about, the two versions, like, of, of the two different looks that they have. Yeah. It sounds like, from the stories, that they don't look like that right away. It takes time, Yeah, so. I think they just, like, mostly, like, get tall. They get taller kind of quickly. And, and they're like, hold on a second, you're growing. <laughs> but they don't have antlers, and they're not... They don't look like a beast. Yeah, yeah. The original, like, a, the original version is the first one that we talked about, the more human-esque one. Yeah. The creature one seems to be something that's a little bit more westernized version. Uh, a little bit more of like a Hollywood cinematic version. Is that what you would say? Yeah. It does seem that way. And Hollywood has done some stuff on Wendigos. They do like Wendigos. Yeah, that's true. Um, have you ever seen the movie Ravenous? No. Ravenous is a movie about a bunch... This is like during colonial times. And they sent... A, a troop of soldiers, Union soldiers, to this uh, 
really small base that they have. I don't remember exactly where it is, but it's somewhere in the northern forest. And it's a really small base, and it's kind of secluded. And they send them there because they haven't heard from anyone there in a while, right? Uh, basically, to, to keep a long story short, there's Wendigo there, and it's eating people. Okay. And they're just trying to survive and also not become Wendigo. Right. That's one of the best movies. That, that might be the only movie that I've seen that's about, you know, the Wendigo myth that I thought was pretty awesome. And I highly recommend. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. I mean, I've mostly seen the Wendigo in, like, in TV shows like Supernatural. And um, I think there's an X-Files episode. Right, Supernatural. They did have a pretty good Wendigo. How'd they kill that Wendigo? Do you remember? I, no. I can't I remember. I think they killed it with fire, maybe? Like a maybe. flare. Maybe. Uh, nah, man, I can't remember. Yeah, it's been a while. That is the good thing about Wendigos, though. At least you can kill them. Yes, it's just true. really hard. Uh, the Ice Heart. Yeah, so there are different ways that they say you can kill it. So there's just like a lot of conflicting versions. One of them is they're supposed to have a, a heart made of ice. And one of, one of the stories says that you have to stake it with a silver stake in in their heart of ice and then you have to bury the shattered pieces on consecrated grounds like a church or graveyard that's a lot of work (laughs) (laughs) because if you don't destroy the heart then they will just kind of regain their form and not completely die gotcha but see that's a they use silver in that version so is that just another mix of how do you how you kill other monsters like vampires and werewolves gotcha well it could be that Maybe silver is just a good tool for killing monsters. Silver is kind of just widely used. They're just like, silver can cure what ails you. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, you know, you can use holy water on anything from ghosts to vampires to werewolves to whatever. It won't kill them, but it'll at least hurt them. Maybe silver's just a good killer of evil things. Yeah. Uh, Is there any other way to destroy their heart besides cutting it up in a million pieces? seen you just need to use silver. A silver blade, but... You you have to get rid of the pieces and bury them. Oh, yeah, and fire. So, yeah, I guess if you were to put it on a fire, wouldn't it just, like, melt and be destroyed? Right. But it would take like a while. An... I don't think that it would, like, instantly Right, it's die. not like regular ice. Like, it's an ice heart, but yeah. hot enough fire. You have fire. to make sure it's, like, completely gone. Complete, yeah, yeah, because if it comes back even a little bit, they can reform or something. Right. They, they don't say exactly what'll happen. They just said that they can come back. So I'm guessing that that means that they can reform over time. Yeah. And that would suck. That would really suck. Um, there's actually a really cool story that I, uh, I looked up, um, a Native American story about Onway the Killer. Yeah. And I think in that version, doesn't he just kill Wendigos with, like, arrows and stuff? Like, he doesn't have to use silver or any of that. Right. Well, he, well, he does at the end. Uh, I'll try to, I'll try to go over the story. Yeah, without, summarize it. I'll try to without butchering it if I can. Uh, it, is, it has a lot of details, and I don't want to try to put all the details in now. But you should go look it up if you get the chance because it's a pretty great story. Uh, basically, there was a big settlement of Native Americans, and some of them started disappearing. And so they thought they had a Wendigo in their midst. And so they put out like a bounty and they're like, if someone somewhere will come help us, we need someone to find, we think we have a Wendigo, we need help. And this guy came along named Onway the Killer. And Onway is uh, apparently 
a bit of a badass. Like he's widely known. Like when they shows up, they're like, "Oh God, it's Anway!" <laughs> uh, so he's like this bounty hunter who, more than just being an awesome warrior, he seems to maybe know some um, medicine man magic because mm-hmm. he can. He has like little abilities here and there. So Anway shows up and he is like, "Yeah, I'll take your bounty." And they're like, "Hooray!" And Anway then goes to the forests right outside of the settlement and he just hangs out in those forests hiding from everyone for you know days and days and he's just watching everyone in the settlement he's watching them to see what they do on a daily basis and right because they're they're just blending in with the rest of the people exactly the they, wendigos can look just like people until they become whatever that thing is right yeah um and so he's like looking for anything out of the ordinary uh and he finds this family this old man, this old woman, and seven sons. And he thinks there's something a little off about them. They're still going about their day like everyone else. They'll go hunt. They'll bring food back. You know, they'll do chores throughout the day. They'll, they'll uh, plant things. Everything else that everyone else is doing. But he, he can feel there's something a little off about them. And so, so he thinks they might be Wendigos. He thinks they might All be the of Wendigos. Them, like a whole family, like of the them. whole clan. Yeah. So he um, pays attention to them, especially, and he finally finds uh, the remnants of when they went out and like killed someone and ate them and ate them. Yes, because Wendigos, when they're in that early stages, they don't have to just eat people. Yeah, they can still eat other things. You can catch them, like, eating fish or eating wild game of some sort. Which helps them blend in with the rest of the people. Exactly. And then whenever they have that insatiable lust for flesh, then they'll go out and kill someone and... They, because they have their ice, apparent, supposedly, because they have their icy hearts, they don't feel anything for the person they just killed. They just treat it like another meal. Right. So these specific Wendigos, they look like normal people. They're just going around doing their business, hunting mm-hmm. and trying to get food. Um, but they could turn into this monster at any time? Not quite that. I'll, I'll explain in a second. Okay. So um, he decides that he's going to strike at the old man first right so he starts following the old man when the old man's going through the forest the old man goes to a beaver dam he gets to the beaver dam and he makes himself and this is where the medicine man powers come from he makes himself look like this very thin weakly man Instead like an of, easy target. Exactly. To, instead of the big, beefy killer that he is. So he uses himself as bait. He does. He does. And he's like telling the old man, he's like, hey, uh, are you here for the beaver dam too? I was like, yeah, I thought it was a great idea. We should uh, help each other out. And they, they want to hunt the beavers when the beavers come back to the dam. And so he goes in there and he finds a hole in the dam and he comes out and he's like, hey, could I have your poncho? I want to um, close up this hole in the dam so that when the beavers come back, they'll have to come back through like the side that we can get them on. Old man's like, yeah, okay, and he gives it to him, and the old man's like thinking, he's like, should I take this opportunity right now, or should I wait for my sons to come back, or mm-hmm. what? And the guy come, then you know, Onway comes out, and he goes, hey, so they're not going to be back. The beavers won't be back until tomorrow. Do you just want to meet here tomorrow, and then we can both catch the beavers? And the old man's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so the old man goes back. You know, Onway leaves, and he tells his sons, he's like, hey, I found this old this this guy. And he was, like, in the middle of the forest with me, and, you know, he wants to help me catch the beavers. Anyways, the point is, he looks like easy pickings, and we could totally kill him, and you all of you could overpower him, and we can have our next human meal. And 
the sons are like, hey, we heard that Onway was around here. Are you sure it wasn't Onway? And he's like, there's no way this guy was Onway. He was like, too weak and frail. Yeah. And he goes, well, they go, well, Onway's kind of tricky because, you know, the people in this story, they don't play, they're not like other stories where they just easily fall into traps. Yeah. You know, these are thinking people and they're like, yeah, Onway's tricky. Are you sure it's not Onway? Old man's like, just, just come with me. There's a ton of us. It doesn't matter anyways. Let's just go. And he's, they're like, fine. And so they go with him. And when they come back there, Onway's no longer playing tricks as like this uh, emaciated old man. He just looks like the big strong warrior that he is. And he's like, hi there. And the grandpa's like, uh, what's going on? And the sons are like, we should fucking kill him. And he's like, no, he doesn't know that we're the one to go. Don't blow our cover. I think we can still salvage this. Let's just catch some beavers and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. And so the grandpa comes up to him and he's like, hey, uh, going to catch those beavers? And he goes, that's right. We're going to catch those beavers, but we need to smoke them out. Uh, and he goes, can your sons go out throughout the forest and uh, find a bunch of like smaller twigs and, and pieces of wood so that we can set some fires? And he's like, yeah, okay. And he sends them out to all do that. Now, Onway... <laughs> being the meticulous guy that he is he gathered up all of the wood that would be perfect for like um burning timber and he moved them to different points in the forest some further out some closer ah so they couldn't just all come back at the same time. exactly so he made sure that the wood they found wasn't random because he went up and he gathered as much as he could and he made sure to like put it in certain areas where they'd be like oh here's a nice pile over here and here's this and that so they were all finding the the piles that he meant for them to find and they were some of them were really close to the beaver dam some of them were really far away (laughs) clever so that they would finish at different points and after they finish, after him and the old man cut a hole in the ice, he's get, he bends down to get a drink of water, and the old man, like, thinks about killing him, but then hesitates because he's so big, and he's like, what if I fuck up? And he's like, ah, I'll just wait for my sons. And then he takes a sip of water, and he's like, hey, old man, you want some water? You must be pretty thirsty. And the old man's like, yeah, he doesn't suspect a thing. The old man goes down to get some water, and Onway fucking kills him. He just... <laughs> clocks him behind the head and he drops his body into the uh, frozen pond and now all of the sons because they're all they all have some like wendigo sense they all know that their their father's dead now they can all sense it and so they all start running back to where Anway is but because they're different points away they show they show up one at a time instead of all at once and Onway just starts killing them. So he just kills them off one oh, by one. Oh, he just one. starts take, picking them off one by one. He kills the, the the few that are the closest to him. He kills them with his axe. And then as a, a, a or tomahawk, I'm not sure which one, as the, the ones that are further away, he's able to get his bow and arrow and just kill them with one shot apiece. So he's killing them with regular tools, right? So right? in this version, you just... In this you version, he, yeah, you can just kill them. But here's the reason why. Because when the sixth son runs up to him the sixth son has wendigo powers like he's been eating longer uh-huh. than the uh than the other sons or maybe he's just been eating more but he actually has wendigo powers and he starts picking up branches and launching them at onway onway dodges them and kills him too but he's the first one that showed like real wendigo powers mm-hmm and then when he comes to the youngest son, the youngest son is like, please don't kill me. And he's like, well, did you listen to anyone else that you killed in eight when they asked you not to kill them? And the son's like, 
no. And He's like, steal like, or pain. Chop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <clears throat> so, after he kills all of them, uh, he puts all their bodies in the beaver dam. He, like, shoves them in there. Because the old woman was still going to show up and she was supposed to grab the meat and, like, help prepare it and stuff. Their mother. Yes. Okay. So their mother shows up with all of those sons' wives. And... She's like, hey, where are my sons and everyone? And he's like, oh, they're in this beaver dam. Come in. And she's like, nah, I don't believe you. <laughs> so instead, she like Wendigo's out. So apparently she's the other one that has like some Wendigo powers going on, right? Yeah. She Wendigo's out and just starts, she throws her meat hammer at him with such force that if he hadn't dodged it, it would have killed him instantly. And he just charges her and just bashes her over the head with a rock. Just splits her skull <laughs> oh right God. open, right? So then he looks at the all the wives and he goes, whoever here isn't captive, move aside. And some of the wives move aside, which means that some of them were didn't want to be a part of this. They were just forced to. You know, yeah. they were captive. And the other ones that were still there, they went to go out and they start coming after him. And he just, you know, dispatches all of them easily, too. So, so it was just a Wendigo slaughter. It was just a clan of Wendigos, and he just slaughtered them. <laughs> That's yeah. really badass. But the thing is, even though he killed all of them with um, just, you know... Arrows or the... Arrows or his tomahawk or whatever, they still had... He made the other wives that were still alive, he made them go and get the timber, bring it back... And they started a fire, and he had to pull out all the hearts of everyone in that clan, because they had ice hearts. Put it in the fire, and they had to keep feeding it timber for hours and hours until they finally all melted down, because they took a long time. So even though they weren't fully to that Wendigo creature level yet, mm -hmm. it was still enough that they had their icy hearts formed, and they were, they were getting there. Right. So he had to do his due diligence to make sure they were dead. That's the story of Onway the Killer. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I like that the idea because it shows in that story, in that old story there, they show you um, the different levels of Wendigo. Right, so you, you don't just become a Wendigo and then you're this, you're like one specific type of Wendigo forever. It's like, yes. yeah, they're different. You don't different levels uh, of like eat someone. And then you instantly turn into that Like super creature. powerful Wendigo. Yeah, yeah, and you don't turn into that creature. You don't suddenly, like, get the gray skin and then, you know, all your hair falls out. And then you get, like, yellow eyes and fangs and all that stuff. Like, it, it happens gradually. Right. And that's why, you know, they're able to inf infiltrate a place for a while. And so the older the Wendigo, the scarier and the more scarier dangerous. they look. Yeah. Apparently when they look old, they can't blend in anymore. Like the older ones, yeah. they just look like the creature thing all the so time. So I guess technically Wendigos fall under the category of shapeshifters if they can go at certain stages from human to their Wendigo form. Yeah, I guess so. so they're kind of a shapeshifter. They're kind of a shapeshifter, yeah. At least during a phase of their uh, life cycle. Yeah. Since they're able to hide and then, you know, show pieces of themselves a little bit more whenever they feel threatened or when they're attacking maybe. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like the, there is a, a short shapeshiftery phase, which they probably think is going to last forever. I bet that's why people get sucked. They're like, "Oh, this Wendigo thing isn't so bad. What are people talking about? I yeah, can just I turn can into it when, I, when want. I want." Exactly, yeah. and then eventually they turn into that thing. 
in that aspect, it's there are a lot of similarities between Wendigos and Skinwalkers and Werewolves. They are. There are, yeah. They're all kind of shapeshifters and... They come from, uh... I mean, the details are different, but... They are. They are. And maybe... So, Skinwalkers, you know, we're going to do our whole separate episode on that sometime, but they came originally from medicine men turning into dark medicine men and yeah in all three of those they're human at one point and then come these like monsters but like yeah they're using dark magic and stuff right so yeah i could see that like that there would be some similarities there so silver or fire and don't forget about their hearts yeah they're icy cold hearts they're icy cold (laughs) hearts but um it is cool that they use the the myth of the Wendigo as a way to uh, reinforce social taboos like you were talking about mm-hmm. with the greed like yeah I think that if you spoke to indigenous people at the time like their biggest lesson for the whole thing is to not be selfish or greedy yeah it does sound like that's the you know, that's the takeaway there, to keep people from... Because especially in times of famine or when resources aren't high, time to talk yeah. about the Wendigo. <laughs> They're like, do whatever you can, never become a cannibal. Yeah, never become a cannibal, and don't become overly selfish and greedy. That'd be an interesting conversation to have with them, though. It's like, so if, you know, I was in a circumstance where the only way I could survive was to eat a human, should I let myself die? Right. They'd probably be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> or like turn into Wendigo. Or would they be like, that one time was okay. Maybe yeah. it's like a, not a, you know, you are stuck in this one place and uh, there's no way that you can survive except by eating someone and that person is dead already and you're eating their flesh. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's Yeah, maybe like, it's like you're not willing to even suffer a little bit before you do that. Yeah, before you start killing people and eating them. Right. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, we're just guessing here, but that seems to make sense to me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about the Wendigo. It's not there a lot of it is not like cut and dry like a lot of other monsters have become over time. It's like it's very Yeah. Very out there. Yeah. You know about one of the uh, Wendigo murders, don't you? I just vaguely, I remember reading something about these two men in Canada who killed an old lady in a tribe and they went on trial for her murder and they said that they only killed her because she was becoming a Wendigo and they didn't want her to kill other people in the tribe. So they killed her out of necessity. And they even admitted it. They didn't try to lie or anything, which is why a lot of people thought maybe they were telling the truth. Right. But they could just be, like, insane. Right. Like, who knows? There's... Although when it's two people saying it and, you know, they did that, it's harder to say they're crazy than if it was one person. It's like, oh, that one person is just insane. It's like, um, there are two people here who... Unless they were part of some cult or something. I mean, shared psychosis like that. Yeah. That's that's a little bit tougher. Well, and neither of them, from what I remember, people who knew them said that they weren't crazy. Like, they had never shown signs of being insane or murderers or anything. Or, or violent. I mean, or they anything. were, uh, like, whenever they talked about it, I mean, people said that they were really convinced this old lady was a Wendigo. And they had and to do they it. They had to, yeah. 
Uh, there's one that I heard. Uh, there was a guy. His name was Swift Runner, and he killed his entire family. Oh my he god! He killed his his wife. He killed all of his children, and um, he blamed it on a Wendigo. He said a Wendigo entered his mind and made him do it. Oh, he ate them too. Oh, he did. If I remember correctly, yeah. Oh yeah, so that goes back to what you were saying earlier about how. One Wendigo. of the older Wendigos possibly could like take over, control your mind, and yeah. make you try to turn you into flesh. a Wendigo. Yeah, yeah. So he he admitted to it, and he said that a Wendigo made him do it, and that he didn't want to do it. Um, and then they hanged him. But you know, <laughs> yeah. And this was like in the late eighteen hundreds. So that's one of the more recent ones. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Killed his whole family. Yeah. That's why I said it's such a tricky thing when you start talking about when you add to the myth the whole thing about a Wendigo maybe being able to turn someone else into a Wendigo. Yeah. Um, by controlling their mind, then this is the problem that springs up from that. Yeah, remember you know? when we were talking about the Kiwatateo and you were you were making fun of how like oh the Kiwatateo made me do it. Yeah. You just blame it on that. Like you exactly. Never know. Yeah. Like it will someone try to take advantage of it? And blame yeah. You just take this fear that everybody has of this thing and you blame it on that. Yeah, and, and it just makes their fear stronger, and it confuses them. They're like, "Oh, I don't know what to think." I yeah, don't know well, what it could be. Is it true? So, like, that's that's always the problem I think that you get with some of these. Did was he actually controlled by him? Was that old woman turning into a Wendigo or a Wendigo already, and they had to do it, or did they, you know, did those two have a shared psychosis, and did this guy kill him for other reasons? Was he insane? Was he a soci? Well, probably wasn't sociopath. He had a family. <laughs> Oh, maybe. I don't know. It could be. You could blend in. Yeah. Uh, and then just knew that that was the closest thing that they could blame it on because the people immediately around them believed it. And right. That might have gotten them off. Like, who knows? Interesting in their way. It just been an easy scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if it was just the clear cut, like, you look like this if you're a Wendigo, then people would just be like, hey, that old lady didn't look like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not a Wendigo. You guys are crazy. It's too hard to know if they can just blend in and look human and yeah. normal. Right. Exactly. Especially if she was uh, in the early stages, which, yeah, I think she was supposed to have been in the early stages. They didn't want her to become Oh, they said she was becoming a Wendigo. And stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she would still be eating gotcha. regular food and She stuff. could be like, what are you guys talking about? I'm just an old lady. Exactly. Like, doesn't look like it yet or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, who knows? Or, an alternate theory, what if the old lady was a cannibal and she'd been getting away with it? Because she doesn't eat people all the time. But she, like, every now and then she would kill someone. And yeah, so what if they found out that she was what eating just, people and then they just thought that she was going yeah. to become a Wendigo? What if they just... Even if she wasn't. They just caught, like, like two hardy boys. They just caught a cannibal <laughs> and they were like, Wendigo! <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. right, and then they killed her, and everyone's like, "Wendigo, you sound insane." But but if they would have just said she was a cannibal, she like, was a regular we caught cannibal. her killing someone, yeah. they'd have been like, "Oh, wow, that is fucked up." That also makes me think, you know, why is it that in that area of the world and around these indigenous tribes, why do cannibals become Wendigos only in in that area, but like a, a cannibal in Japan wouldn't become a Wendigo? Right. Ah, is it knows? just the area? If if you're assuming that all of this is true, could it just be the nature that they're in, the, the environment that they're in, 
what they're around, the beliefs of the indigenous people, all of that stuff kind of fueling. It could be. You know, when you're talking about certain spirits and the way things work, it seems like um, every time we look up different myths and legends, certain magic and power seems to be rooted into certain areas geographically. Right. And that, that's where its power resides. And so, yes, you wouldn't... It doesn't have power outside of that. But for some reason... In that area, they you become a Wendigo. You become a Wendigo, yeah, yeah. Well, we I did find looking through some stuff that there was some kind of I didn't really bring it up that much because there was some vague details about whether Wendigos can also be evil spirits that possess people and then they then they can turn into the creature. Mm-hmm. So there is like a spiritual aspect to it, right? And again, it all seems to be surrounding the Algonquian peoples. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just believe that the spirits around, like, the cold forests of the north yeah. specifically suited for Wendigos. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And plus, you know, it, when you're talking about creatures, too, re- creatures throughout the world that we know about, you know, just lions and tigers and bears, oh my, they all have geographic locations that they live in, thrive in, that True. put them somewhere else. and. They don't really thrive as much, so eh, maybe supernatural rules are the same. Could be. You take a uh, Japanese grudge ghost and you throw it in the West and suddenly (laughs) it shrivels up, you know? But that is the one. Do you have anything else to add about the Wendigo? No, just that if you've never, I, I have talked to people that we were uh, about doing this with you, and mm-hmm. I, I was surprised at how many people didn't know what the Wendigo was. I had no idea what the Wendigo yeah, was. Yeah, so if you don't know what it is, you've never heard of it, um, go look up a picture. Look up pictures of it because it's it's interesting and it, it's a cool monster. They've used it for video games. They've used Wendigos in comics. Uh, Marvel Comics uses Wendigos. They've used Wendigos in movies. Like there's some really cool stuff out there with Wendigos and the easiest thing you can do before looking any of that stuff up grab your phone just look up Wendigo click images on Google search and look up some really cool there's some really cool artwork on Wendigos yeah and it might make you want to watch uh movies about Wendigos and stuff just because it's a cool monster it's not just like oh I'm watching another werewolf movie or something it's like oh this is something totally different yeah it's got its own unique story rules and you know what it does so Wendigo stuff. Yeah. Check it out. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening in on our uh, Wendigo podcast episode. Yeah, we hope to do some more here soon. I think we should just pick another monster to do somewhat really soon. You know, give uh, we got to do a lot of spooky stuff. Well, we right are going to do like skinwalkers and stuff. Yeah, so. we need to do skinwalker soon, and we need to do a couple other things. Right. You know, just really stack up the spooky for October. Yep. I mean, I just, I'm already thinking about it. I am too, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I can't help myself. I saw a Halloween store on the way over here and I was just like, it's a begun. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So we'll be back soon. All right. Well, this is Tweester. And Daniela. And we will catch you guys next time.